I know everybody looks at investing a little bit differently, um, but I like to invest in, in businesses and people I believe in. And so what is it that they need to believe in? They need to believe in our management team, our commitment to, uh, to create shareholder value long-term, our commitment to improving this business uh, along the way, and to believe in our story of growing Ecopan uh, as we have that opportunity to roll it through the, uh, the Brunage Moon markets and into other markets uh, where we think we have an enormous opportunity and then proving out the roll-up story with our acquisitions uh, opportunities that we have. Uh, getting comfortable with those things, I think people will see that our business is currently selling at a great discount and the opportunity could be fantastic for all of us. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Bruce Young, the CEO of Concrete Pumping Holdings, ticker symbol BBCP. Around the time this interview was published, Concrete Pumping Holdings had a market cap of about 270 million, total debt of 417 million, and cash on the balance sheet was nearly 5 million, putting the total enterprise value over $650 million. Under the GICS classification system, BBCP falls within the industrial sector. Now for me personally, when I walked away from this interview, I had three important takeaways. First and foremost, management is super solid. Bruce knows the business backwards and forwards. And one thing I didn't know until I had a chance to interview him, Bruce isn't just an executive, he's an operator. Almost all of his professional career has been in concrete pumping services. He's experienced numerous cycles and all that time in the industry has given him, well, great insight as to how to run the business. Secondly, the company generates a lot of free cash. In recent years, free cash flow margin has been around 22%, and free cash flow conversion from EBITDA has been about 65%. And the company also has a lot of flexibility and optionality around their investment planning. So as the company monitors the macroeconomic signs that they're seeing, they can cycle CapEx up and down in changing environments, even to the extent that they need to turn CapEx off as required. And the third takeaway, for me at least, were the similarities between what the big waste services companies have done in their industry to what Bruce and his team are doing in the concrete pumping services space. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, stay tuned for the interview, or you can also check out my interview with Davina Rankin, who's the CFO of Waste Management. But before we get to the conversation, I ask that you consider something for a moment. One of the goals of the Stock Podcast is to chip away at key advantages that institutional investors have over the average investor. And one of those key advantages, a really big one in my opinion, is corporate access. And corporate access is a term used in professional investing, which is basically the chance to sit down with a senior management team from a public company and to hear the investment case, learn about the business straight from the individuals who are running the business. And big investment firms, pay hundreds of millions of dollars every year to have access to management. For that reason, I ask that you consider supporting the program. And there are a lot of ways that you can lend some support. Donations are certainly the most impactful. And if you'd like to make a contribution to the podcast, check out the donate page on the website at thestockpodcast.com. Or you could also subscribe either on the website or on the podcast app that you use. The final way that you can lend some support is by spreading the word. Please take a moment to tell someone you know who you think might get something out of these types of interviews. 
I can't say this enough. Word of mouth really is the best form of advertising for podcasts. All right, I'll stop there. Let's get to the interview with Concrete Pumping Holdings CEO, Bruce Young. Thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. Well, thanks, Nate. I appreciate uh, you inviting me here. That's my pleasure. I'm personally very interested in your business. You guys generate tons of free cash flow. But before we get to anything financials related, we'd just like to hear about your background. Well, thanks. So I've been the CEO of the business since 2008 and with the company in 1985. I started in the concrete pumping business in 1980 in Casper, Wyoming as a concrete pump operator. Um, and then I was involved in starting the EcoPan business in 1999 in our Seattle operation where I was our branch manager at that point in time. And I've been the CEO of the EcoPan business since we started it. Okay. That's, that's, that's great to know. I'm very interested in what EcoPan is, but before we get to EcoPan, I guess just the history of concrete pumping holdings would be, I think, educational for for listeners. Yeah, so this is a great story. So Brundage Bone Concrete Pumping was started by Jack Brundage and Dale Bone in 1983, and they had uh, very ambitious goals. Uh, they had decided that they wanted to come together and build a national player in the U.S. and and the, the the goal to build that was to bring in the very best equipment, hire the very best people, acquire the very best businesses and and build that out over some period of time. Now, um, as as you know today, with the size that we are, we've accomplished most of those goals. We have a phenomenal team of people. We have service offerings that are far superior to anyone else in our industry. Not only do we have a national presence, we have the, uh, we acquired in, in 2016, the uh, Camford businesses in the UK. So we've extended it in, with that being our first international opportunity. We sold the business in, uh, in uh, 2000, 2014 to Peninsula Pacific Strategic Partners, which was a private equity firm based out of uh, California. And at the same time, um, myself and other managers, we owned Ecopan separately and we tucked Ecopan in with, with that uh, acquisition. Um, we, we ran that for about four years. It was quite successful for all of us. And uh, in 2018, we decided to uh, to go to auction and, and market the business. And, and through that auction, we met the, the folks from Industria, which is a SPAC sponsored by uh, Argand. And we were able to become a public company in December of uh, 2018 through that SPAC. Uh, could, could you talk a little bit about the business model? Um, so how do you guys make money? Yeah, so in the concrete pumping service, uh, whether it's in the U.S. or the U.K., um, especially with our national footprint, we supply concrete pumping service uh, services to uh, customers in various end markets where um, anywhere you can't drive a ready mix truck through, the most efficient, fastest, safest way to place concrete is putting it through a concrete pump. And these concrete pumps come in many different shapes and sizes and configurations so that uh, we can meet what our customers' needs are. And then with our EcoPan business, we we, um, we have found in the U.S. and the U.K. we both have the same environmental controls and, and regulations that need to be ad- adhered to. And so every concrete placement requires a washout system. And so uh, we believe in the U.S. this is about a $900 million market, and uh, of which we only have about uh, you know a little over 3% market share. Um, and the idea is that we provide pans to job sites that are in various sizes where you can either clean out a concrete pump into a, a pan, a smaller pan, or larger pans are used to clean out ready mix trucks and other tools on, on the site. And then what we do is we, we have a lid that seals in the liquid waste. We haul it off to recycle facilities to have the uh, materials recycled and then it's sold off as uh, backfill or road base. 
So explain that just a little bit. What, what is concrete washing? So when, when we're pumping concrete, we have a pipeline on, on our boom truck. So if you're looking at a concrete pump, it looks similar to a crane um, that is mounted on a truck that drives up and down the road. And there's a pipeline on that. And when you finish pouring, you have to clean the pipeline out. And wh- the way you do that, you bring the material back into the hopper that is used for the concrete to be poured into. At the end of the pour, that hopper needs to be dumped on the job site. Um, and in many areas, especially in downtown areas or nearly you know, every residential area we deal with now, they, they have some controls or can some, some constraints on where that washout can be handled. And so historically, it was just dumped on the ground. Well, uh, dumped on the ground, the water runs in the storm drain and, and, uh, and is a pollutant and causes other issues. So we provide these pans where you can actually stick the pan under the hopper of the concrete pump. When we're done pumping, we dump the hopper of the, of the pump into the pan. It contains that liquid waste. And again, um, with the ReadyMix trucks, they have chutes that they're pouring concrete down these chutes as they're either um, pouring into a concrete pump or if they're not using a concrete pump, uh, they're still using those chutes that need to be washed out. At the end of the day, we provide a container to wash that material off of those chutes into before it gets hard on on, on, on the chute or in the concrete pump. I and, see. and that's what we haul off to have recycled. Okay. And where do you haul it off to? So we haul it off to, and, and it's done differently in different markets based on the way the, the regulation in those markets are. But for the most part, we haul them off to uh, uh, certified recycling facilities where they separate the water out from the, uh, from the solids and then the solids are dried and then, then crushed. Okay. Do you own those facilities? Or? We do not. Okay. And you mentioned 3% market share for Ecopan. That 3%, is that because nobody else is capturing the 97% or do you have competitors in that space as well? Or is that just the opportunity set when you think of where Ecopan is today currently in terms of how much money it makes? So the competition for Ecopan that does what Ecopan does is really small. There are a few mom and pop businesses that do it in, in a couple of the locations we're in where largely they're trying to copy our service. What we're really competing against is other methods that aren't very efficient. Uh, For instance, if you look at a subdivision where they're building houses, they may have uh, an area where they have hay bales and visqueen and and they pour into that, uh, which is very costly to clean up and it's very difficult to maintain the the washout. You'll see washout rolling, you know, running out of those sorts of things. So we have uh, we have a program called pits to pans, right? So we teach them how to how how inefficient their pit is and how cost effective the pans are and how more efficient it is to show them that there are other alternatives and still across the u.s and in the uk there's a lot of concrete that's being washed out right on the ground yeah okay and um and so what assets do you own so you own trucks how many trucks and we own a lot of trucks so we we own about 1100 pieces of equipment uh, nearly 800 of those are truck-mounted boom pumps, which is the largest part of our business, which is the trucks that you see driving up and down the road that look similar to cranes that, uh, again, uh, when they're on the job site, they're unfolded. And, and these trucks, again, they come in various sizes. Uh, you know, some of them weigh as much as 140,000 pounds. They, wow. And, and, and they're quite expensive. They're very technical machines. We also own about 150 static units, which are line pumps that can be placed on job sites, more for pumping high-rise buildings or pumping into mines long distances. Uh, those things have the capability of pumping concrete uh, horizontally nearly a mile and, uh, wow. uh, and, and can pump to the top of the highest uh, buildings in, in the U.S. or the U.K. Uh, we also own... Um, uh, telebelts, uh, separate placing booms. Telebelts are, are conveying systems that can be used to convey concrete. Um, they're truck mounted again, like our boom trucks. Uh, um, they can all be, also be used to convey other materials like topsoil or aggregates. 
Um, we own separate placing booms. Uh, these are booms that can be attached to high-rise buildings or other large infrastructure projects where uh, the distances that the concrete would be placed would be much farther than what a boom pump would reach. So we have the ability to either have separate booms or detach booms from our mobile units and put them in, into those areas. And, and then with our EcoPan business, we own uh, nearly 80 trucks. Uh, they're basically knuckle boom, boom trucks that are used to uh, in this delivery service to deliver pans uh, to the job site and then to the recycle facility. For somebody who doesn't know what a boom is, could, could you just describe, if you can, like what is a boom? Yeah, so uh, a boom would be uh, anything that would be sitting on a truck that can be extended out to uh, to reach areas that you couldn't drive a ready mix truck to as far as where the concrete pumps are. Now, with the EcoPan trucks, we use what's called a knuckle boom, which is a boom that uh, has many small sections that fold into itself, and it's used uh, largely to full, to load and unload the, the pans from the truck and put the pans strategically on the job site where it's most necessary for the usage. You know, one, one of the things, one of the questions that I like to ask CEOs like yourself is trying to highlight replacement value. And I'd be really curious to know what the sort of high range and the low range of, you know, any given boom truck might be. So how much would it cost to buy a high-end boom trucks versus one of your low-end boom trucks? Yeah, it's a really good question. So the smaller booms new cost uh, somewhere in the $400,000 range. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, just visit stockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes, and depending on the membership that you purchase, you can even have access to the transcripts. So just go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. Also, if you really enjoyed the music, you should check out Danheim. That's D-A-N-H-E-I-M. Mike at Danheim gave me permission to use the music for the podcast, and so a huge thanks to Danheim. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.